Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. We got a lot to talk about this episode. First and foremost, uh, I want to thank everyone for coming out for Game of Microphones this week. Uh, It was a a hell of a night. Uh, Like I said previously in, in other episodes, it's the first one that I like had a hand in helping put together. Uh, I ran the boards, did the behind-the-scenes work this time, uh, and it was, uh, it was a great night. Uh, Alex Crockman hosted, Too Skinny did a guest spot, Jack Baker headlined, uh, and then the competing comics were Ray Weisbrock, uh, Kyle Allen, Anthony LaPerry, Danette Mark, King Kelly, Matt Buck, and uh, with his second win, making him a two-time back-to-back winner now, Dan Brennan. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, it was, uh, it was great fun and, uh, yeah, I'm glad it all, it all came together. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, I mentioned too skinny did a, did a guest spot at game of microphones. He's also going to be on Tonk house tonight. Uh, as of I'm recording and releasing this on Saturday, uh, tonight, Saturday night, uh, Tonk House is going down. That's that DIY house show thing that's uh, run by Jay Garcia. Uh, this will be the third Tonk House show. Fourth one's already been announced. Um, this is going to be wild, but Too Skinny is on this one. Uh, also mentioning Too Skinny, check out his podcast, Talking My Shit. It's a fun little listen. Uh, so we got Too Skinny, Chris Montana, Kyle Parks, TJ Remick, myself, uh, plus a live recording of the Audio Hot Sauce podcast, which is Jay Garcia, Chris Carricker, uh, sometimes Matt Buck, recently Anthony LaPerry, um, but Jay Garcia and Chris Carricker, it's it's their podcast specifically. Um, so that's going to be a wild night. If you show up early uh, tonight, there's uh, going to be like a cookout, BYOM, bring your own meat, I guess. Um it's gonna be gonna be a wild little thing, you know, celebrating the uh, the summer solstice and whatnot with a little little DIY comedy show. Uh, summer solstice was yesterday, you know. It's the the longest day of of the year before the days start getting shorter. It's weird. Um, it was also a full moon this past weekend, so a lot of energies and a lot of stuff going on in the air. But you know, it's summer solstice. But where the fuck is summer? Like. <laughs> This weather, uh, in Illinois at least, in the Chicagoland area, has been kind of dog shit. A lot of rain, a lot of gray days, not a lot of heat, you know, um, pretty mild temperature-wise, and a lot of rain. I have this terrible feeling July is just going to be murderous. It's just going to be wicked humidity, wicked heat, wicked sun. Uh, We're going to be going to be wishing for the days more like today with the, with the cloud cover and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a weird summer so far. It doesn't feel like it's been summer. Um, something's been, been lacking. I mean, the fact that I work, uh, through the summer. So summer, summer means nothing to me. Like you remember when you're a kid and and summer is everything. You're just so excited for the break. You're so excited to not have to do things. And then 
you know, here I am, I've got that adult job thing. Uh, plus I'm doing more work than ever. Um, you know, adding the, the comedy producing gig on top of it. So now comedy is, is not, uh, just something I'm doing for my own progression, but also helping, you know, do a show and scout talent. So now there's more responsibility to it. So it's, it's more work than ever now. And, uh, summer doesn't mean shit. You know, I'm, I'm a little envious of, of my, my partner, my fiance, Kayla, she's a, a teacher gets that, that summer thing. I mean, she's still got work she's doing, so it's not like it's totally whatever, but yeah, it, it's sad that as an adult, summer doesn't mean what it used to, you know, there used to be that part of the year you'd get excited for, and now it's just, yeah, I'm still going to be doing work, but it's going to be sunnier or whatever. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that, but we're going to, we're going to celebrate at Tonk House tonight. It's going to be a great time. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I was supposed to be part of the first Tonk House. Um, it was going to be a, uh, a 420 show, um, before 20 fell on, uh, a Saturday. So it was, it was going to be a great show. Um, but unfortunately, uh, because there were too many other 420 DIY shows in the area, uh, they had to move it to 419, didn't coincide with my schedule, so I, I wasn't able to make that one. Um, but I'm real real stoked that we get to have a Saturday show and I get to be on, so it's going to be fun. Um, I want to give a thank you to everybody who listened to last week, or not last week, uh, the, the past episode, this, this Wednesday's episode, where I talked about, you know, his political correctness, killing comedy and stuff. And I got some great feedback. You know, a lot of people seemed really on board with, with my take on it, that, you know, no one owes anyone an audience, no one owes anyone stage time, no one owes anyone a laugh. Um, if, if your material doesn't draw a laugh, that's the fault of you delivering it or the material itself just isn't funny now. Um, it might be funny to you and maybe there is still an audience for it. Uh, they might be on 4chan, but you know, in, uh, in the public sphere, the audiences are diversifying. The people backstage are diversifying. You know, the last thing you want to do is turn off your fellow comics or turn off a booker or turn off an audience, you know? Um, so that's, you know, uh, that was that, but thank you to everyone who listened to everyone who chimed in. Um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, means the world that, you know, especially some of my fellow comics are checking this out and value my, my opinions on these things. Um, no, I said early on in the, uh, in the start of this podcast, I wasn't going to do a bunch of like news and whatnot. Cause I didn't want to get heavy, uh, or anything on this podcast, but I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to dip into some of it. It's, you know, there's, there's a podcast about things I like, and I, I genuinely like paying attention to politics and stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting subject matter to me and it's, it's relevant. It shapes your world. It shapes your life. I'm still going to try not to be too terribly heavy you know, I'm going to keep it light and I'm still going to celebrate all the things that I, I enjoy and, you know, do, do the recommendations, do the tarot pull, do all that. Um, but I, I might have to dabble into some politics here and there, especially as we're kicking into 
primary season coming up on the 2020 elections. It's going to be so much a part of everything that I'm going to talk about it. Um, But before I get to that, uh, big stuff that's in the news right now, uh, we're we're heating up the rhetoric versus Iran. Um, Man, we've been we've been fucking with Iran since the 70s. And it's never been good. Like, we meddled, we made shit worse. They got rid of us. Now we're trying to pick fights with them again because fucking John Bolton, uh, you know, part of the administration, he's had a fucking hard-on for fighting Iran his entire adult life. It's fucking bizarre. Um, So a, a drone or some shit was shot down, and now we're ramping up the rhetoric again because that's it's what our big strong president likes to do um and there's also a lot of talk right now in the news about uh the the fact that AOC referred to the the detention camps as uh concentration camps you know down along our southern border the fact that um you know previous uh installations that had been used as uh, Japanese-American internment camps back during World War II are now being opened and used as detention centers for, uh, uh, you know, immigrants crossing the border. Um, It's, uh, like, look, the Nazis don't have the lock on concentration camps. They've existed since well before World War II, you know, these these things were used by the Spanish back during their conquesting days. They were used, you know, in, in half of when when Britain was doing their fucking empire shit. They were used in and still used in Russia. That like a concentration camp is not just Nazi shit. It's simply a camp where you put a concentrated demographic or or couple of demographics in one location uh for the purpose of removing them from the society at large and uh you know leaving them in in less than uh quality conditions and you know so if if you're getting mad at AOC for saying that something is a concentration camp then you're not paying attention to actual definitions and you're allowing a, a shaded view of history to, uh, you know, cloud your worldview. Uh, and I get that there's a lot of, you know, complicated issues at play between, you know, uh, Jewish Americans and, uh, you know, Israel's partnership with the Trump administration and how they're just so pro uh, Netanyahu and his whole crooked administration and shit. Like, it's a whole mess on a global scale and if you're just getting bogged down in the minutia of word choice then you're ignoring the fact that there are families being torn apart rent you know kids being left unattended or lost in the system removed from their families and kept in fucking cages and shit like that don't worry about the language worry about the fact that the shit's happening you know what i mean like forest for the trees kind of shit you know um so yeah like don't get distracted with word choice pay attention to the heinous shit um speaking of shit that's just gonna be fucking heinous to pay attention to democratic uh primary season starts next week that's right the first 
Democratic primary. It's being split across two nights because there's just two fucking many candidates. Um, first night, Wednesday, June 26th. Uh, second night, Thursday, June 27th. They're saying it's a, a random draw of which candidates wound up on which nights. I'm not going to name everyone that's on every night. I'm just going to tell you who I'm paying attention to or who you know, has the most momentum or the most name recognition or has that weird, excitable outsider status. Um, night one, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, Beto O'Rourke and Tulsi Gabbard are the four to watch uh, in that field. There's like seven others, but those four are probably the top that you're going to want to pay attention to. What's interesting about night one is only one of the people uh, on this on, on the list for night one is polling in the top five, and that's Elizabeth Warren. She's been removed from the other top five candidates. Uh, and is going to be on that on that first night. Um, you got Beto, who is, you know, has the name recognition for not winning a, against Ted Cruz. Um, did very well. Don't get me wrong. Like, did very well in a very red area. Um, but is also like the most red Democrat. Like, he is the most centrist. You know, not someone to be super excited about. Um, Cory Booker, cool. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I know, really appeals to the uh, the kind of folks who were once upon a time really into Ron Paul. Uh, this is one of their new ones. They love Tulsi. She's cool. I, I guess there's some stuff that, uh, you know, her policy-wise I'm on board with. She has some real heinous anti-LGBTQ, etc. shit in her past, like truly kind of hateful shit so not someone i'm pulling for at this point um but you know it is what it is and then warren uh who probably should be the number one right now at least in terms of putting forth an actual uh series of policies and not having a ton of baggage coming into it my one concern with warren is you know trump has managed to bait her into dumb shit before you know, with the whole um, doing her ancestry thing because he calls her Pocahontas. Like, I, that's concerning how that could play out in, a, in an actual presidential run, but hopefully she's learned from that. And again, she's got the most specific platform and the most specific policies that she's been running on at this point. Um, plus, you know, she's progressive in the same vein as Bernie, uh, but doesn't carry the baggage of, oh, you ruined it for us last time, that I'm sure Bernie uh, is, is having dumped on him, deservedly or otherwise. I'm just saying that there are a lot of people who are still going to be bitter about uh, the 2016 elections, and that's going to hurt Bernie. Speaking of Bernie, night two, people to pay attention to. Gropey Joe Biden, who is still polling at number one for some fucking reason. Also, not the most progressive candidate. Like, a lot of really problematic shit in the past. A lot of really problematic shit in the present. Uh, Gropey Joe is basically the Democratic Trump. He just wants to get in a fist fight. Like, this is not good politics. This is 
two blowhard old rich white guys who want to go toe to toe with each other and have dumb hair. Um, so I'm not pulling for Biden. Uh, and Biden's polling number one name recognition. That's like, no one is excited about Biden. They're just like, oh yeah, yeah, he'd be fine, I guess. Um, you've got Bernie who Bernie and Warren have been trading off the number two and number three spot. Um, Bernie's also got, of course, the name recognition has a wonderful, you know, strong history of progressive politics, you know, so that's definitely a mark in the favor. Uh, again, the taint of the last primary season, probably not helpful, but it is what it is. Uh, you've got Kamala Harris and Mayor Pete coming up in the, uh, changing the four and five spots back and forth. Um, you know, Kamala, the cop, uh, has a lot of, uh, baggage in terms of incarceration, uh, policies in her past. And Mayor Pete, most notable for being gay, also a little too cool with, you know, cause he, he's from Indiana. I get it. That's a state that's had a wild relationship with LGBTQ, etc., etc. folk. Um, and Mayor Pete, being a mayor in Indiana is a big deal while being gay. Um, but he's also like the most white bread, uh, you know, semi-conservative, very middle of the road, way too okay with allowing uh, religious exemptions for things like vaccines and shit like that. Like, not not as hot on Mayor Pete as I was when he first showed up on the scene. Still has some good policies, but uh, not not the one. Um, Kirsten Gillibrand after that, uh, been a very strong progressive voice of late. Um, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, of taint on her from everything that went down with, uh, oh God, Al Franken. She was one of the most strong voices in, you know, his stepping down after, uh, after some shit, you know, came up uh, from his earlier days. So, you know, there might be some people still bitter with her, but she's a strong contender. And then you've got, uh, Andrew Yang, who's another one of those kind of dark horse, uh, candidates, you know, doing the, a lot of the Joe Rogans and shit like that. So he's going to be the candidate that a lot of the, the, what the, the Bernie bros were, they're going to be the, the Andrew Young folks this time around, I think. Um, Again, kind of like a Tulsi Gabbard, you know, these are, these are the outsiders who are going to energize the people who like kind of want to be progressive, but also want to be very dude bro about it. That might sound real dismissive and it probably is, but fuck it, whatever, if the shoe fits. Um, so yeah, those are the people to pay attention to on night two. There's other candidates too, but, uh, I'll get into them if I have to get into them later down the line. Um, I know in previous primary seasons, I've done shit like, like live tweet or live comment, uh, on the, on the primaries. I don't know if that's going to happen this year, just due to time and energy and et cetera. But, uh, I don't know. We'll probably talk about it. Do you want me to talk about it? I'm probably going to talk about it. Just be prepared. Um, but I'll try and keep it relatively light, humorous. I'm going to take the piss on all of them. Like, if they do dumb shit, I'm going to say they did dumb shit. But 
I hope there's a, a Republican primary, too. Those are always fun to pay attention to. I doubt it's going to happen, but who knows? Someone might try and unseat Trump. Um, so, yeah, that's the goings-on in the world. Uh, what else we got? You know what? Let's let's move on to uh, to our recommendations. Let's get to some shit that y'all might be uh, stoked on. Um Good Omens on Amazon. I finished up that series. Uh, just one season, quick watch, banger of a show. Really enjoyed it. Uh, David Tennant and Michael Sheen were fantastic. Great casting. Um, all of the secondary and tertiary characters were fun too. Uh, Christians tried to petition Netflix to cancel Good Omens, which is fun because Good Omens is on Amazon which is decidedly not Netflix. Also, fun that it's Christians trying to petition to cancel it because it is absolutely steeped in Christian mythos. Like, the whole thing is about the coming of the apocalypse, the Antichrist, the Four Horsemen, Rapture, all that kind of shit. That's all part of the book. It's, you know, there's angels and there's demons and God and the devil and all that kind of shit. Like, it's, it's Christian shit, but it's just a very rye, dry British wit take on it, you know, I mean, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett wrote the book together, it's, it's, which is also a great read, I should probably go back and reread that at some point, but who has the fucking time, I've got so many books sitting on my shelves these days, um, but yeah, it's a good little, like I said, one season, so you don't need to worry about getting caught up or getting wrapped up, uh, something to check out, um, so that's the show, uh, and the book, I guess. I recommended a book in that as well. Let's talk music. Like I said earlier, it's summer. And, uh, when I'm thinking about summer, um, an album that always comes to mind is I Bificus by Biff Naked. Uh, I used to just rock that album back in my old station wagon and, you know, get all the friends I could and just you know, go drive all fucking night, just go get lost, you know, clam bake the station wagon, play padiddle, which if you're not familiar, padiddle is that thing where if you see a car with like one headlight out, you say padiddle and hit the ceiling, last person to hit the ceiling has to remove an item of clothing. And we would do that shit all night. So, you know, we'd wind up with a car full of fucking naked teenagers just driving around getting lost back in the days when you could afford to do that because gas prices were... I mean, they're they're not as unreasonable currently as they have been in the past, but, like, man, you could spend 10 bucks on a tank of gas and just drive all fucking night. It was wild. It was good times. Um, so, yeah, Moment of Weakness, probably the, the most well-known track off that album. Total banger, little kind of pop-punky kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Uh, as, as for a new track, we're still going to go with something that's got that summer feel. Um, that new Funkadelic by Ice Cube off the latest album. It's got that, that G-Funk feel of, of early Ice Cube, you know, where all the samples were George Clinton, Parliament, Funkadelic, all that kind of shit. It's got that exact same kind of feel. Um, but it's, you know, it's an upbeat, dancey track just about, you know, hanging out, getting high, dancing to funk music, you know having promiscuous sex, that kind of shit. You know, it's a party banger. It's a, it's a good track. Um, Ice Cube's got great flow. Like I said, the, the instrumental backing track has that outstanding G-Funk feel. So yeah, it's a nice little banger. Check that out. I think you'd enjoy it.
Um, all right, that brings us to our tarot pull for the episode. That's right, we are coming to the end. Uh, quick little tarot stories. So last night I, I was uh, I was doing a tarot uh, uh, read for a, a friend of mine, and uh, we were using the the Illust tarot deck, which is a, a fun little deck that I, I like to I like to dip into. Um, and she was pulling some cards. And there, there were two cards in the deck that were just kind of like placeholder artwork, additional cards. Um, and it, as you know, she pulled her spread and and pulled her cards. I start you know checking them out to see see what we got. And I'm looking at these cards. I'm like, what the fuck are these? These aren't in any of my books. These aren't on anything. Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and after shuffling the deck multiple times, pulling the cards to have both of the placeholder cards, because I then went through the deck to see if there were any more. Nope, just the two. So pulling three cards, two of the three were just fucking not uh, proper cards. It, it actually wound up um, playing out a bit into what, you know, the, the question we were looking into was. So it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, just fucking random and very wild. And another thing that shows I need more practice. Um, but I'm good at pulling one card and telling you, you know, some things to, to sit with for the, for the upcoming. So we're going to stick with that. We're going to pull the one card and, and see what, what we need to think about for the, for the next few days. And, uh, I'm pulling from the lovely omens deck by Keely L this time. And, uh, the card we're pulling today is the eight of wands and the eight of wands is a fun card. Eights, you know, they're later in the in the in the suit. You know, they're a, a later number. Uh, so there's a, a lot of the slog uh, of whatever is going on is already passed. Um, what's cool about the Eight of Wands? It's a it's an all forward momentum and excitement card. There's there's something to do right now. There's something that you want to do, and and it's gonna seem impulsive. It's gonna seems sudden to, to anyone paying attention, but you know, it's something, whatever it is, whatever the thing is that you need to do, it's something that's been on your mind. You know, it's been in your subconscious. You've, you've, you've had it on the back burner. Some of the mental work has been happening, but it's all been happening kind of, you know, under, uh, under the most, you know, conscious, uh, cognitive thought, you know, um, so you've had it on the mental back burner, but now it's time to, to move whatever it is into conscious reality and do the thing. You know, if it's uh, travel, if it's, you know, quit your job and find a new one, if it's, uh, you know, ask someone on a date, if it's, uh, you know, start a new endeavor, kick off a new web series, start a podcast, do fucking whatever it is. Uh, now is the time to do it. And again, it's something you've put in a lot of the mental work, just not in the most active of fashions. You know, you've been dwelling on it. You've been thinking on it. You know, it's been in your mind rattling around, even if it's not been on, on the forefront. So bring that shit to the forefront. Do the thing. Uh, you will you will be grateful that you did because this this is all about the time to do it. You know, like I said, we've got that full moon energy that's, that's kicking off the summer solstice is happening. It's a, uh, an upbeat, positive time, a lot of shit in motion. You know, now, 
with the eight of wands, like do the damn thing. Uh, so yeah, that's your, that's your card pull for the week. That's the thing to think on whatever the thing is, do the thing. And, uh, with that, that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, thoughts, feelings, uh, you want to comment, uh, hit me up on any of the socials at skits Jones. You can email me skitsmjones at gmail.com or on the uh, Anchor FM app, you can fucking leave a, a voice message. And if I, uh, if I like the message, I'll put the shit on the podcast. I don't care. I want to hear from you. Um, thanks to everyone who's listened. Uh, again, I hope to see you all at Tonk House tonight. Uh, next Thursday, I'm going to be hosting Game of Microphones. So if you're free next Thursday, I don't know the lineup just yet. Um, but you've got me as the host, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, so yeah, that'll be happening next week. Otherwise, um, as always, keep that trash fire burning, y'all.